Alrighty. Yay. You are no longer trust bank. <clears throat> I know. I was I was signing on the my browser for work because I use my personal laptop for work sometimes. Gotcha. Yeah, I was about ready to bust out my finances and seek some advice, especially <laughs> how to uh, avoid uh, going to jail for for tax tax fraud. Hello, everyone, and thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Dodgeball Podcast. Um, in this episode, I am joined by Dylan. Dylan, how are you doing, man? I am good. How are you? I'm doing well. Um, still, I feel like I've been saying this every episode, but uh, getting into a rhythm. If you're listening to this, it's um, we recorded this Monday night, so if everything goes well, we'll have dropped this on Wednesdays, and we'll kind of go back to um, some form of recap, precap rhythm uh you know saving that space for wednesdays um and saving the uh the in-depth interviews for fridays um kind of wanted to shout out real quick before we began billy for for and for vocalizing this he actually reached out to me um about a month ago saying hey when are you going to come back and and uh you know provide content for him on his his commutes and, and for at work so billy this is uh i'm gonna dedicate this one for you buddy but um Kind of want to ask how you've been. I feel like we're going to rehash your conversation from Saturday. Um, you know, we were doing the end of season tournament for Cactus. Um, dumb question, but uh, do you miss it, man? I see you played some open gym a little bit. Um, you're almost there, right? A couple more months? Yeah, I had a, I had another surgery like a week and a half ago on my knee because um, I had the torn ACL in November, surgery in December. And now I had a second surgery uh, a week and a half ago to clear the scar tissue under my kneecap. Right. Uh, so that way I could like fully extend my knee. Uh, but no, it's going really well. I've, I just came back from physical therapy actually uh, before doing this. So uh, it's looking really good. It was definitely worth it. I can, it feels much better, uh, a lot more mobile and it just feels like easier to walk and do other things. But, I still got to take it easy for another week, so Good. before I can start like jogging again and going back into my like routine. It's gonna be wild getting reacquainted with your former self, you know, like feeling that confidence to to do all the like like you said, just it's like even the, it's like the basic stuff, like um, like lifting and you know what I mean. Just do you feel um. Like psychologically, how do you feel? Um, it it is a little weird because like uh, I know at the tournament on Saturday, I was like they, they had like an open gym court, like an open court that me and you were throwing at each other. Uh, but it was kind of just I was just standing there and throwing because I yeah. I can throw. Uh, it's just I can't really like move or dodge, so it's kind of just I'm like standing there and taking a hit, but not like going crazy. But it was just—it was nice to just stand there and throw a little bit and block. So just feel feel the rush but, again. Yeah, feel it for a little bit, but I'm definitely just lacking. I'm not gonna hop into it uh, until I finish this physical therapy stuff and get all the clearances. So it'll be a little bit. I know I've talked to like um, Brenda and Falcon and Rachel and like all—they're the, all like OTs and PTs. Um, so they said it's, they've, they messaged me before and just said, it's a big, um, psychological thing as far as like just trusting your knee again, 
Yeah. Because I've kind of like, even I, I felt myself on that day, it's like, I don't want to tweak anything. So I'm just like, everything is on my like left leg, on my left knee um, as a brace. So uh, yeah, it's getting over that mindset of, hey, this is, your knee is good now. You should start using it slowly. Um, but yeah, it's kind of like, it's almost just like you're using your other knee as a crutch and putting that extra force on it that you don't usually do and even my doctor said he's he's like yeah i mean you're i mean if you're not being as athletic as you were before when i'm playing like three or four nights a week and now i'm just kind of sitting around slowly getting back into the gym doing all this other stuff like my even my uh my good knee has lost muscle so there's all these factors that go into it so it's, it's pretty crazy to get in this process of physical therapy yeah, no, it's it's definitely like a, a full body thing that that gets impacted when you when you have an injury like that. I can imagine. Um, that's cool that you have yeah, people like. I think. Oh, good. Yeah, it's 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 definitely better. Or it's worse than when I've like broken a bone because the bone you just let it sit, let it heal, and you're good. But with a ligament, it's completely different. It's puts you out for a while. Yeah. Well, I was gonna say it's it's cool you have people like Brenda and. Um, Oh my God. It's Stephanie, right? Falcon? No, that's her name. Yeah, her name Falcon, is Falcon. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Stephanie Parker. Yep. It's cool. You have people like that reaching out to you and kind of giving you some advice and just shows like the depths of the community and what we all do for, for a living. Um, but um, yeah, it, it was cool seeing you out there. And I, I try to remember who said this, uh, inflate your ego a little bit. You came out a month ago, I think, when we first talked about these episodes and you started throwing and, um, God, who was it? Um, maybe it was Dan, but it, it was a cactus dodgeball regular and they, they, they were watching you throw and they kind of said under the breath, like Jesus Christ, the power that he still has. And he's not even like fully healed yet. But, um, th- it's cool to hear that cause you still command that respect. And, you know, we know that with all the changes that are happening, um, this year, you know, we'll still see some familiar faces and, you know, we'll, we'll see you back out there hopefully sooner than later. And, you know, you can go back to harassing me and give me a hard time in cactus again. Uh, part of me misses it a little <laughs> bit, but, um, no, yeah, no, it was fun. I think, I think I was there with Gage and Jared and I just told him to just stand there with a the ball and see if I could still throw it hard and hit my targets. And it was funny. The first few throws were just like way off. Cause it's probably, it's probably been like six months since I've thrown a ball. Yeah. So to like have that like kind of dialed in still was, it felt nice. Yeah. It doesn't go, doesn't go away completely. It's like you have enough of it to, to bring back. Yeah. It was good. I'll, I'll be coming back. Uh, I think of target dates like at the end of the year. So maybe like a Sin City tournament would be my first like tournament where I'm going like all out again. Nice. And I think that's the easy one to, to ease back into. It should be. I mean, it's all for fun, so you shouldn't be going ham on those tournaments. But um, yeah, it's more drinking than throwing. <laughs> again, should be. But uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see if I make it out there. But um, I, I do want to say uh, when they dropped the Team USA roster, like <laughs> I almost set my watch. Was like, oh, and I should have filmed this just to for this specific episode. Be like, how long until Dylan messages me something and. Sure enough, I think like maybe a couple hours later, I got the, uh, who is that actor? Um, definitely Smog. He's, uh, uh, 
Cumberbatch. Yeah, like just the 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 top of the hat, gentlemanly. Like, <laughs> yeah, I just looked it up. I was like, "What did I send you?" Uh, uh, yeah, I sent you my screenshot of my my picks. Yeah, it was hilarious, man. That pretty was pretty decent. Yeah. So, what are, what are your thoughts? I mean, um, you know, I do appreciate you stepping up and and kicking off that series. You know, I was able to go and and grab Vince and and Brianna, and if they're willing to, if they're listening, I'd, I'd be down to do it with them. But um, because you offered this, I definitely want to close up with you at least and just you know. I mean, you pat yourself on the back. I mean, you pretty much, uh, well, like 80, 80, 95% accuracy here. Let's see if you can pull up your, uh, your screenshot. But, yeah, it, it was pretty close. I, it was, it was tough. Uh, cause I had those like surprise picks on there that, uh, were maybe ones that weren't going to make it, but maybe should. Yeah. And then, um, so I had them a little separated out with a question mark, but, um, I think, yeah, for the most part, you could say like 80 to 90%, right? Yep. For, yeah, for both of them. But yeah, I don't know if we, if we want to go through them all. Can we go over the the ones I was a little sharked, uh, sharked, shocked that didn't make it? Um, a lot of people thought Red Baxter was going to make it for cloth. And that one kind of shocked me. And again, I'm not going to take away from anybody that that did make it by any means. Um, but the you know the hype was there for 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 Baxter for uh, for Josh uh, Kedish as well, and uh, you know Bizzle. I thought I thought he was going to for sure make it, but did he did he try out? Do you mind? Do you remember? Uh, I'm pretty sure he did. Yeah, he was. I mean, I remember him after the afterwards. He was giving everybody else all his props. You know, I mean Bizzle. He's just doing his bizzle thing lovable guy and he yeah. was just giving out all his props and giving everybody their um or most of his friends like their uh shout outs um i think that just reflects like he's just a great teammate i've played with him before um i think it was someone that they could have used um but the scouts had other thoughts i guess yeah yeah definitely and you know they got to Make sure they get, I guess, representation from all from all regions too. Make sure it's uh, as I'm gonna say as even as possible. You still want the best players, but uh, again, definitely don't envy, I their, know. envy their position it, at all. It, it's tough because it's like you you think about like the the women's team, and it's, the women's team is like 90 percent West Coast, right? For foam, so I don't know. It it just it's it's definitely tougher this year because I mean, there's not as many returning players. So you have to pick stuff and who knows if they were picking based on tools of what to use. Like, do they want more catchers? They want more, um, in my opinion, it should just be all around player. Um, maybe more heavy on the thrower than catching. So, well, it's, it's, uh, it's interesting. You got to wonder is our, are the coaches, do the coaches know their coaches? And so they're kind of lending some insight, like, Hey, I want to build a team of throwers. I want to build a team of catchers like foam. Obviously you want to build a very agile team. I mean, even Vince said, um, I feel like he mentioned that he was, um, going to be better suited, um, in cloth and even, you know, called out his, his ideal picks for cloth for the reason of it's more linear. It's more closer to 8.5 versus, you know, if we're looking at a team that's got a, go up against Malaysia again, they got to be fast. I mean, that's something we also covered a little bit. I mean, that, that could be a, a thing. And I'm looking at the, 
the lineup and thinking, yeah, foam team definitely looks like the more agile of the group. Um, and we don't know the coaches yet, do we? Um, I've, I've heard, uh, some rumors mm. on coaches, so I don't know if we want to dive into that, but, um, kind of do. I probably but... should have just texted those people beforehand, but, uh, I, I think it was safe to assume, uh, Brett Furlong was probably going to coach foam again. Okay. Um, you can see that he was kind of like our, uh, coach last analyst um in cancun and he did a great job i mean he's got like he's got powerpoints and excel spreadsheets on different things on uh different plays that other countries use um he was very like methodical um lou was kind of more the play caller um off the court and obviously nate was the play caller on the court so uh it just depends i mean it's it's interesting because uh, based on who I think the coaches are, I, I thought you were going to pick people. I mean, not, not that there's that many to choose from, but, but you want to have the coaches that the players are going to respect, um, based on who the players that you draft. Cause, uh, we don't, we don't have like this tenure of players to choose from, you know? Yeah. Like, uh, you could say like stone. I mean, he's kind of checked out. He's doing his own thing. He's playing a Nate's kind of, he'd somewhere. rather be playing than coaching. Uh, if he was to choose between the two. So there's all these people that, and, and who's won it that you, you don't have that many people to choose from. And so, I mean, you could choose from the scouts and the scouts, uh, are respectable in knowledge in their own regions, but are you going to be able to coach, um, the best of the best in the, in the u.s so there's a lot of unknowns going into it well then also we'll can you plays out can you rein in the egos too because that's definitely something you've got to be able to overcome yeah i mean that's what i'm going towards i mean you yeah. you, you have a lot of these guys that uh on both teams um that you have to like control and are they gonna are they going to listen to you <laughs> so yeah. uh so it's it's like uh and because a lot of them, I mean, you can say like, these are usually all the players that win, um, in their respective regions and, or, uh, national championships, elite medals. So do you have those coaches that also have that, those kind of accolades that can back up what their coaching style is going to be? Um, and so I think it was different, um, when we played like Lucas is a very likable guy. Uh, when we were, when he was coaching and he had a great playbook and, but we also had Nate who was kind of like a third player coach kind of thing that everybody respected him obviously. Cause he was with doom and, uh, he's won every ball type you can think of and also won a gold medal. So it was easy that year to just know who like the head honchos were, um, so it'll be, it'll be, it's a different dynamic this year. So we'll see what happens. I mean, you have the captains on the team, but then you also need people that can control those captains. So. Yeah. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> but so, know, yeah, the hope is that they're all in that for each other <clears throat> and for the main goal of, um, you know, winning. So I would imagine if you're on this team, somebody saw compatibility and, and team cohesion, 
aptitude, I guess. So hopefully it's not a tall order, but, uh, yeah, that's, uh, I would feel intimidated if I had to coach these guys. Like, I, I don't know anything. Like, why are they going to listen to me? Um, but I guess we'll see. Yeah. It, yeah, I know. That's that's funny. It's like when I was picking that cloth team, I'm looking at it, and I've got that X next to Baxter's name because he didn't make it. And just playing with him and seeing him play with those guys, it's like I thought for sure he is one of those people that's the glue that holds the team together and can push them through it. Um. And now it's kind of just a mystery. It's like I see a lot of big names, big players that could or couldn't have a like a temper tantrum throughout. And or do you have that piece that's going to rein them in? Is now it's like the big question mark now. I think. Yeah. My opinion. I think. Uh, I think for cloth, I'm just gonna pick on him a little bit. I think Chris could be could fill that role. Just, yeah, I know he's he's been stepping up. I mean, he's he joined Anarchy, and I know he's won uh, titles, or I think he's been winning with Clutch Mode. So, um, like it, it's it's kind of in that in that role now. Like now that you've won some things, is that uh, do you gain more respect from your peers? Uh, so, I mean, we'll see. Yeah, uh, I think I think he's definitely like matured a lot over the last years and through COVID and has built up good teams. So it could be somebody, I just haven't played with him enough to know. I'm basing mine off of, you know, previous interviews and even that, um, that critique that Justin and I had of him of, you know, when we're looking at, I think it was like the birthday hypothetical tournament. And we kind of just brushed Chris off with the leadership skills. And it wasn't so much that he said something. It was that people came to his defense. Not like he really, we didn't mean to like put him in the spotlight like that. But it was one of those, like, you can tell he was kind of thinking, like, okay, what's the perception of me? But, um, yeah, that I feel like, 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 even though it wasn't the intent, it brought it out to light even more. So, you know, I started looking out for it more and more. And, you know, when you look for something, like, you, you think of, like, oh, I'm going to buy this, this type of car. That's all you see. That's kind of been it with me and Chris now. I'm like, no, I definitely see you, man. And that's, uh, that's why I kind of look at this roster and this lineup and think, We'll, we'll, we'll see a lot from Chris, um, on the foam side. I mean, you do have some, some, some veterans there that could, again, I'm, I don't think the team's going to be at each other's throats. I'm pretty sure after a couple of games, they'll find their, the rhythm. So whoever the coach is, they, they should already have that. Like the team is here. They're, they're handed to you on a silver platter, but, uh, yeah, I guess we'll see how it turns out. Yeah. It, I, it's interesting. I, I know I picked that team, uh, at least the eight out of the starting, what is it? Uh, or I got nine out of the starting 10, right? Like as far as who was going to get picked. Uh, the only one being off was Bizzle. Uh, it's even then I was, I was still a little worried just because I don't see as much like depth um, going into that, that team. Like if, if, if something's not working from their starting six, um, I mean, I think I can pick the starting six. Uh, it's just if one of them or a few of them aren't working out, I think those fill-in pieces may not be strong enough to uh, withstand the wrath of, like, Malaysia um, if Malaysia gets hot. So it, it's it's interesting to see. And I think I heard uh, Jake Hebert, Hebert, 
Hebert. He, uh, I think he's off. I think he said he can't go. So, oh, uh, so we'll see if um, any of the other guys can step up because I forget who who made it that I didn't pick. Uh, Eric Jones, Demonte, Dylan Cruz. But you also got the and Austin Morley. <clears throat> so those are the four left off from my list. So it'll be. It, I don't, it's. I will see. I think it's it's going to be huge for them to figure out what what their best combo is and the rotations are uh, what their best rotations are when they do their practice whenever that is. Yeah, I wonder if uh, they got a group chat going. They're they're talking already and keeping each other accountable and starting to to talk strategy. But well, actually, you you can answer that. So when when you, when Team USA was announced, man, twenty nineteen, like were you guys put in a group chat and you guys were just kind of getting to know each other or like how, how did that what was like the first move to get you guys in sync um well we definitely made a group chat uh almost instantly after the team was announced right uh i'm sure that kind of happened the same uh since lucas is a part of it uh i think he was the one who made it last time and then uh once he picked i think brett as his brett Furlong as his coach uh co-coach uh, we all kind of just talked about uh, game plan, uh, ret- I guess workouts, routines. Uh, I know I told you I think Nate was just on us weekly about getting to the gym and getting our cardio up. Um, and then eventually, maybe like a week or two before the comp or not the combine, the practice, our first practice weekend, we had our playbook. So everybody had it on their PowerPoints and we're studying it. It probably could have been earlier than two weeks or a week before, but it was definitely something that we had printed out and uh, studied before getting to our first uh, practice. Gotcha. So it wasn't like you guys showed up cold that first event and never talking to each other, never having an idea of what to expect. No. Yeah. I mean, it's funny. We, we didn't really talk to each other. I think most of the people knew everybody. Um, and or had played with everyone. I think, I mean, at least I did. Um, But even when we got to, everybody stayed at Cody's house in Dallas and we actually did icebreakers from the beginning (laughs) uh, just to to get to know things about your partner. Uh, It was almost like, I remember, uh, like remember the Titans? Yeah. They had to pick like a roommate and find out everything about them. so it kind of felt like that. It was pretty funny. Uh, but no, then when, once we got to practice, everybody was cool. We we did our rotations. We switched up groups a lot um, and then went straight into playing 6v6. That's pretty cool. What was, uh, do you remember any, any of the icebreakers, like your favorite one, or was it just like rapid fire questions? Like, or? No, it was just like, thing, like what's your middle name? Uh, if you would, could go in the past or the future, which one would you go to and why? Um, like favorite, it was like more like favorite things, but also personal stuff. Like, where is he from? Uh, that or stuff like that. I, like, uh, like dating questions. <laughs> gotcha. That's yeah. Cool. It was, it was interesting, but yeah, you had to, you had to know them all before you got, before you had to present. Gotcha. Um, so kind of your, your partner presented your, your whole life to everybody else. 
that's interesting. So if they got you wrong, they weren't listening. <laughs> exactly. For everybody. <laughs> yeah, I wonder no, if they're... But it was quick. It was quick. And then you had to get comfortable too because uh, I think everybody – I mean, obviously everybody had to know the playbook and everybody did. And then you had to be comfortable talking to everybody because uh, at one point you're going to be making calls on that during practice. So uh, we always had like the left wing making calls. So at one point you're always – you're going to be playing left wing for a few rounds and you have to be making all the play calls. So. Hmm. Uh, so I feel like that's another – somewhat icebreaker where you have to be able to be comfortable of kind of like taking the leadership role for a round or two. So, uh, so it was good. And and it shows that, you know, the play calls and are uh, fluid in calling them. Gotcha. Without calling out anybody um, from what you can recall, do you know if people like froze or got timid about it? <laughs> uh, I'll call them out. Because okay. he wouldn't care. Uh, it was uh, the one who had the, the toughest time saying it was uh, was a seed drop. Okay, I was going to guess him actually once you started laughing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think it's because it's he wants to go so fast that he was like mumbling the play call and we're like, wait, what? And then he's just going. He's just like, and then he would he would say the, the play count so fast, like three, two, one, three, two, one. And we're like, what the heck? Like, we're not even like so damn, on the same counting system right now. Uh, it was it was pretty funny. He just get a, he got a little flustered and he was just going. So it was it was just funny to watch. It wasn't bad, but uh, yeah, I think he he once we got to worlds, he was fine calling it if he needed to. But it was funny. Like I think it was only like the first or second time he tried it that he just like fumbled it just the whole time. Down. Yeah, it was it was funny <laughs> to watch, and we were all just laughing about it. So things like that you need because then they were, then everybody else is calm with it. So he. He was the guinea pig that screwed it up to make to make it everybody more comfortable. You always gotta appreciate that guy, that that takes that <laughs> that hit whether they meant to or not, just to make life easier for you. Yeah. Um. So we we talked on Saturday if you'd be able to maybe speculate on some of the other teams that are forming. You know, I can only imagine what. Um. You know, I'm just gonna list the top two that come to mind: Canada and Malaysia. What what are they doing? Are Are you able to speak to any of them or? Like what else are you able to kind of speak to? Yeah, it's it's funny. I I do. Uh, I saw that Malaysia announced their team um, this week, actually, and I do recognize some of the names. Um, it was interesting to uh, not see. I don't think I saw uh, Robert CK on there at all. Um, so that's probably the first in a while. Uh, he was kind of the OG, kind of like one of like Stone. I think Stones faced him almost every year. Hmm. Um, but I mean, the veterans, I guess, is Wee Shang. Uh, he's always like a big starter. And Carlos Gunting for Malaysia. Uh, Aaron Peck, he was kind of one of the young guys when I, I feel like for 2018, 2019, maybe. Uh, and now he's the captain. So uh, it'll be interesting. That's like some of the few that I saw. Uh, Huang. Uh, he was there. Um, I don't, oh, and Hari Garn. So I think it is, I mean, I can probably see the starting six or seven for them. And it's, it's most of the younger slash, uh, veteran players that are still on the team. Uh, so that'll, it'll be interesting. I think they're going to have another strong, solid team again for foam. Um, and then I don't really recognize any of the, the mixed, lineups 
but some of, I know some of the girls are coming back. I think both captains are returning for the women's team. So yeah, they're going to be my predictions. They're going to be in the finals again. Nice. Uh, and then I guess uh, Canada does a similar thing where they they've picked almost like a, a combine team for each division, uh, which I think everybody else is kind of sad. Everybody, all the other countries are doing it correctly, where they're picking a mixed team, a women's team, and a men's team, whereas the U.S. is kind of just using the reserves, I think, as a mixed team. I'm not really sure what they're doing. But if you're going to ask a lot of the guys, the starting guys to start on the, or both starting men and starting women to play on the mixed team and start, that is too much. You're thinking they should stay with the specific men's and women's teams and not go into the mix? Or what do you mean by that? So it sounds like, well, what it looks like right now is they're going to pick, um, players from each team uh, that the U.S. already picked to fill the mixed spots. Hmm. But I think it'd be nicer if you've picked uh, a mixed team already, uh, like six guys, six girls, and got them like training together. So it's just fluid already. Um, I know what I, it's probably it's it's a big gamble in order to pick guys and girls to pl play two divisions already after playing round robins and stuff. And who knows if they're even going to play the round robins. Maybe they just want to coast and try to get into the top four. Right. Um, so it, it's, it's weird to see what their, their whole plan is, but I think I like the Canada and Malaysia style where they're just, they've already set a, a standard of this is the mixed team. Gotcha. But yeah, I think Canada, I mean, uh, most of them are going to be returning from 2019. Um, I can't really think off the top of my head of who's not coming back. Um, but I mean, they added Foley this year, so that can be a, whoa, whoa, whoa. a damper on what trader. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. News to you, <laughs> Steve, they, uh, Foley's a Canadian citizen. Well, I knew that now, but so yeah, he's uh, he's on. Uh, I'm I'm assuming he's going to be on Team Canada. Yeah, the final roster. So, yeah, I think it's a good pickup, and he'll have some insight. And I think uh, another big guy they brought back is uh, Lazy Michael Laziak. I don't know how he's his name. They just call him Lazy. Uh, he just won the MVP at their national championship. So I played him when I was in uh, Quebec and he's, he's almost like the catch him over there where he maybe not has a, a big of a throw. He's got a nasty, like hard slider, uh, but he's got like, he can, he can dodge. He can just like almost lay flat on his back with his knees bent. If that makes sense. Like uh, almost like just laying on his knees, but all the way flat. I've seen I've seen Mona do this. If you yeah yep. yeah like that yeah 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 yep. yeah you know what I'm talking about. So he does that, but he's also like six foot two or something. Oh man! And so he's just he can stay skinny and stay small, and great team player, super nice guy. Uh, so they and he was he's played with them before, 
but hasn't been playing in recent years. So they've had him, they added him back to the squad. Hmm. So I think those are two nice pickups for them and whoever else they add to their final team. Yeah. I'm going to go back to Cody though. I know he's a Canadian (laughs) citizen. I just, I don't know. Just in my mind, he's always playing in American tournaments. So he's not a traitor. Yeah, I know. It's it's funny. I always wondered uh, because a lot of those guys come down here and play in like elite and USA dodgeball. It's like, but I don't think I've ever seen many like U.S. players allowed in their national tournaments because they have like they do like an invite thing. Like you have to win your provincials or in your province in order to qualify for nationals. Yeah. It's not like open to, yeah, it's not open to everybody. Yeah. And it's distributed by region. So it's, it's like, it's almost like the Ontario area gets about like seven teams and everybody else gets like two or three or four. So it's almost like here where the West would probably get like eight invites. The South would get like three or four East three or four North three or four. But Cody played so, on Team USA, though, right? Yeah, he was with me on. Uh, well, actually, he was one year when I wasn't there. Uh, he was 16, 17, 18. But okay. he did not play with us in 19. Yeah, no, I take it back. He is a traitor then. How dare he? Yeah. Yeah, well, speaking of traitors, I've got some uh, insight uh, that actually can help uh, another like a surprise team at Worlds. Um, is Hong Kong. So I, I messaged Pyong, who played with Malaysia, uh, and he did confirm he's playing with uh, Team uh, Team Hong Kong this year. And he's always, me and him started the same time in 2016. It was his first year with Malaysia, my first year with USA, and um, he's been on the team in, for Team Malaysia 16, 17, 18, and 19. And then he moved to Hong Kong during COVID, and now he's playing with Hong Kong. So I think that's like a huge help to them because he's, I mean, he was one of the, he's always one of the toughest players to hit. He's got a, he's got a great arm, uh, can play the corner well. And now I think Hong Kong, uh, from some intel I got, uh, they've always had this thing where they, you can grandfather it into the team every year so if you made it the previous year you're all you can always come back unlike here where you have to try out right uh so now they have all these young guys that have been waiting to play and can finally come and now they have like i think you're just going to see a whole new team this year for them maybe some one or two returning people but you get all those young guys that have been waiting to play for them that we haven't seen and then you're giving them Pyong, who's like one of the best Malaysian players, and Pyong is probably definitely coaching them up. Almost, if if Malaysia has a playbook, which I'm sure they do, Pyong knows it all. So, it's you could almost say it's a it's a second team Malaysia. It'll be interesting. So I I just think it's I think I think it knocks them at least in the top five right away, and if they can get past Australia or uh, Canada, then I think they can sneak in the top four. Well, the fact that, you know, Pyong has, he knows their strategy. Like that's, that's huge. That's like, uh, yeah. forgive the reference. You ever see mighty ducks? 
when oh yeah when adam banks leaves the uh was it the hawks and joins the the ducks and it's like it just he just changes the entire team dynamic yeah exactly so you're i mean yeah he's pretty much taking that playbook and moving it over and he's got all these guys that i'm sure he's been training for two years now that uh can definitely help them and give them like a great mindset so they're also going to be all first like i mean the same thing they're all going to be like their first time so who knows how they'll play and and handle the situation but i don't i don't think they're an easy win like they they usually have been so it gives them another another top team to, to face well time will tell we'll, we'll see and we'll have to maybe revisit this episode as well yeah and uh and then i i think i saw um Australia's roster, I think uh, McLaughlin's coming back, so he's another veteran that was been playing before. So this should probably be another solid team. They had a a good young team in in Cancun, so hopefully they've developed. And I mean, they've get, they gave us a good run in round robin over there. Uh, probably fell a little short in semis, but they're always going to be. They've always been a solid top four, so I kind of expect them to be right in there again what was the name of the player that was um picking you guys off at the at the rush the one i was kind of giving you a hard time about because he kept exchanging oh uh i think is it des des yes yeah do you know if he's coming back yeah uh i don't know if i saw him i want to say i did see him on there um i don't even know what their uh organization name is to look at it I think it's Arizona but, or Arizona Australian Dodgeball Federation. I think. Oh yeah. Australian Dodgeball Federation. Yeah, I I didn't I don't know if I looked at their squad. I think I just saw that. Does oh yeah he's on there. Yep. Yeah he's on the list. They didn't separate it out. I don't know. It's kind of weird. Just said cloth and foam. Let's see if. Uh... So I think they're kind of doing the same thing that the U.S. is doing, and they're just saying all the names per division and winging it for mixed until it's finalized i guess towards the end yeah yeah i mean it's 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 different like uh, i mean now depending on who you play you could just sit a lot of the starters against the easier countries like i think this year i saw i think mexico just announced their roster and i hardly recognize any of the names so that's could be different because they usually have like uh, i think randy got asked to play and i don't know if he's gonna go but i didn't see andy on it uh i didn't see daniel ariano on it so that was like some of their a lot of their best players and if you're losing all them then i think you're kind of starting from scratch again trying to see if um i'm trying to find it as well um see if i recognize anybody are you looking at the Mexico one? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think uh, I think most of the guys are from Mexico. Uh, besides, oh, Joe Martinez is from Outsiders. Steven Arias plays on the, in the West, and then Armando. So those are the only U.S. guys on there. Uh, Luis De La Riva, he's always. Uh, on the team from Mexico, so he's a returning guy. Gotcha. So yeah, I think 
not to put a damper on them, but their their odds are kind of slim to. I think they might be slim to make the top five. Because um, then you'll have Great Britain coming out. Uh, they played solid. I mean, I think they improved throughout the tournament. Um, I think we played them early on, so it was, it was kind of an easier match for us. But once they started playing other top teams later on in the tournament, those games were much closer than what we had beat them by. And I think that was just due to the fact that they played us like right away in Cancun. Gotcha. Yeah, not a... I mean, if I may, that's not the team you want to face off with at the very beginning. You kind of want to ease into it and not just get, you know, crushed by the best. So go team USA. Um, <laughs> cool. Yeah. And I think, I think I saw Argentina dropped out. Yeah. Um, I was actually, I was debating if I wanted to say that or not. Cause I, I saw them, I think it was like two weeks ago. They, they dropped the announcement, unfortunately. Yeah. I think I saw it cause I think Vince posted it and it says he can't read Spanish but yeah. I assumed he knew because I could read it. But yeah, I think they dropped out. It's a big thing. I mean, it's um, the travel, especially with the like airfare going up now and you have to fly out there to Edmonton, which is, I don't think it doesn't seem like an easy spot to get to like nonstop. Uh, maybe a little easier for us in the U S but everywhere else it's, it's a big destination. Yeah. Coming from, south of the equator or um even across the ocean i, I wonder if that's going to have an effect unfortunately um you know we're seeing a lot of gofundmes popping up so hopefully people have enough time to to fundraise and get get away to, to get out there because I would, I would hate for you know financials to to get in the way of somebody playing that and injuries would just be like so deflating so yeah it's tough and it, it's different too because it's not like when it was in Toronto, I feel like Toronto, it's Toronto's an international airport where it's, it's easy to get to. Uh, and there's a lot of things to do around there. Uh, so to do it in Edmonton, I think I've even talked to Canadians and it's like, there, there's not much to do in Edmonton. So, but I did see like the, the national championships were there from Canada and the courts look really nice. The streaming was top notch. I think Canada, Canada's got to like figure it out as far as streaming. They do like prizes. They'll do live polls on MVPs of the match. Like they had a really cool setup for their national championships. Like they were giving out gift cards to whoever won the poll. Nice. Uh, it was pretty cool. It was all on Twitch. Yeah, they've got a really I watched, strong. I watched some of it. They got a really strong yeah. Twitch game. Cool. Um, before we wrap up, did you have any other insights or? at least predictions from now as of what, June 27th for more, um, more stuff gets released. No, it, I, I am curious to see if the, the coaches I thought uh, were going to get picked um, is what happened. Um, so we'll have to see. And I wish them the best of luck. I know I, I actually did uh, throw my name in there to Jake about coaching if he wanted to take me on as a coach. Oh, really? Um, but I didn't, I didn't hear back. So, <laughs> so now I'm picking, uh, I ended up taking a different trip. It was way too long to figure it out. It was, it was kind of like an hour and everything. Like if he wants me to do it, I'll do it. 
Uh, if not, then I have, I'm going to plan another trip instead of going up to, to watch. Uh, so yeah, actually me and Nate, we're, we're going to Cancun pretty close to those dates. Hmm. So, so we'll see. I, I, I don't, I don't plan on going, but I, I will probably watch from home. Uh, so yeah, it's kind of just best of luck to however they do. Gotcha. Well, we'll find out hopefully uh, fairly soon, and you know, if we want, we can revisit this maybe a couple of weeks from actual worlds and uh, see what kind of picture we're looking at. But so far, I dare say you've been pretty pretty spot on with your predictions, and I definitely appreciate you pitching those. And you know, it's it's fun getting into like the hypothetical stuff, and even talking with Vince and, and Brianna was I missed it. So um, definitely appreciate, it, man. But uh, yeah, and. Glad to talk about it and glad to talk about dodgeball and breaking down uh, different insights on it. So I thank you. Awesome, man. Well, uh, you know, as, as I've been saying, and as I'll probably always say, we can definitely keep talking for, for hours on end. But uh, I think what we'll do is we'll go ahead and end the discussion here. All right. So that was uh, kind of like a, uh, what did I call him back in the day? Like a uh, check-in episode. There we go with uh, with Dylan and Dylan. Thanks again, man, for for hopping on and and being consistent. You know, I know we we said we'll, we'll catch up with this uh, about a month and a half ago when we first did the um, the episode. And um, I tell you what, man, that your gift still cracks me up. So I'll, I'll have to post that in the uh, in the comments for for people to kind of see the reference. But um, definitely want to wish everyone that made uh, Team USA to include the alternates. Uh, just a, a very heartfelt congratulations it is a heck of an accomplishment and um i can see the, the pride in it too when people are changing their facebook profiles they're you know posting uh their gofundmes um it's awesome kind of getting into that hype again and it just reminds me of like how exciting it was to watch this unfold in uh 2019 um down in, in, in cancun but um also huge shout out to the scouts. Uh, as I keep saying, uh, you guys did not have an easy job, but, uh, we definitely, even though we speculated, we definitely understand and, and believe that you guys have team USA's best interest in mind. So, um, what more can we say other than good luck to everybody? Um, and we'll probably do maybe one more check-in episode, uh, as we get closer to worlds. But, um, in the meantime, I will pretty much end it here. So if you're still with me, have a great rest of your uh, evening, a great rest of your week, and uh, we'll see you next time. Well, let's go ahead and end the, the, the interview. I guess we'll go ahead and end the segment there. And swoosh, and I'll definitely make that a lot smoother. But... Um, Offline, who do, who do you think is going to coach?